It is uh, Wednesday or Thursday, July something, the 12th or the 13th, <laughs> 2022. This is actually my second attempt to record the open because the first one uh, got botched somehow. The uh, microphone was being a twat, so it didn't go through, which is good because... I remembered what my actual open was going to be. And I wanted to talk about something that has been bothering me for roughly 37 years. The movie The Goonies. How great would it have been if they spent all this time going through these caves and uh, booby traps and fighting off the Fratellis and they get to where the ship is supposed to be. Mikey's been right the whole time. There's everything they get through, you know, it's like, okay, this is great. Uh, this must mean something because otherwise all these ancient booby traps wouldn't be here. They get there. They fall into the water in, in this, you know, cave pond. What would you call that? Cave lake? Well, there's a word for it, I'm sure, but I don't know what it is. They fall in the water and Mikey starts bobbing around. He's like, what? Is, where is it? Where to go? It's supposed to be here. It's what the map says. And everyone's all fucking looking around. Oh, yeah, what the hell's What's going on? And then Josh Brolin, he gets fucking livid. He tries to drown Mikey. Yeah. Then the Fratellis fall in next, right, right next to them, right where they're at. And they're all pissed too. Like, what the fuck? Where's this? Where's this treasure? It finally dawns on them that, hey, maybe this wooden boat has sunk. Yeah, 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 that's it. It sank. And then Joey Pants says, but it's probably sunk, ma, to the bottom. We should go down and get it. It's, that's a horrible Joey Pants impression, but. Then Sloth shows up and kills Ma. And the kids. <laughs> The kids swim to the exit, and Cindy Lauper plays in the background. That would have been a much funnier ending. At least that's what I think. Because think about it. It's a wooden ship. They get on this boat. It's wood, and it's falling apart. Yet, I mean, if you, there's so many holes in, in the story. Like, how the fuck did a pirate end up in Oregon, on the coast of Oregon? I don't. I think they leave that out purposely. But I mean, it's. I don't know, do they? Do they say where they are? I don't remember. But it's literally in Oregon. It's where it was filmed. But man, so you got to figure the boat 150 years old or 150 years since it was left there, probably. Like 1985, 1885, 15 years before that, 1835. I mean, it, it jives, 150 Again, I haven't I haven't watched the movie in full in quite some time, but you know, my guess is that uh, One-Eyed Willie, in you know, putting all these booby traps in people's way to get to his ship, that he would have known full well that the ship would have rotted out and sank at some point. Right? He goes through all this trouble. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be found, even though he sits there in a chair and dies. <laughs> He doesn't want to be found, so he thinks, oh, shit, I got a wooden ship. I don't want anybody to find it, but 
eventually the whole thing will just sink. That's that's what I think. Nope. Not what happened. One-Eyed Willie doesn't want you touching his shit. So he lays out all these booby traps, but he's going to leave an entirely seaworthy vessel behind. No chance in hell. And then as it's as it's floating away, why didn't all these people freak out and be like, oh, we need a boat. We need to fucking go get the ship. It's full of fucking treasure. No, they just like, oh, ha, 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 family. Hmm, everything's fine. Yeah, all right. Stupid Mikey and his fucking marble bag that suddenly, you know, a handful of you know, rickety old rubies and shit is going to save the entire town. Fuck off. There's money in remaking some of these stupid movies with, with a shred of reality. No one would make them. No one would watch them, but I would find them very funny. Not sure why my brain went in that direction. Actually, I'm entirely sure because it's entirely useless. That's why. So hopefully no more of that. Um, What do I have? A lot of shit to talk about. I've got Boris, homie hoppers, fake drugs, sharks, sports. And Ohio. We're going to talk about Ohio. Uh, I'm a a low intelligence uh, person. Persian? Low intelligence Persian. That's right, Dave. You're after a fucking fine start, you moron. Uh, and I can't have a conversation about anything of importance for longer than two minutes without sounding like a dumb person. That's all right here, right now, with complaints and observations. Still, the most less than average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. All right. Hello. Welcome to the show. How are you? Um, <clears throat> I mentioned that I had a lot to talk about, and I, I kind of do. Um, I'm, I'm recording this. This is like Tuesday afternoon. Wednesday afternoon, sorry. So I'll probably end up putting this out. Wednesday night, not that it fucking matters, but, you know, it is what it is. So I hope you're well, um, hope everything is okay, hope you're feeling good, hope that, um, you know, your, your, uh, your weekend was fine, or everything is uh, wonderful and nice for you, your family, your friends, whatever. Now... Um, last week I mentioned, uh, something that had come up called the sexident, where there was an injury, a coital injury, as I called it and referred to it as, um, and I put something up on the Instagram page at complaints pod, you know, trying to, I did a little fishing, hoping to get any sort of response whatsoever, but instead 
crickets, which is kind of what I half expected. But you know what? Fine, you fucking prudes. You can't talk about sex. Why? Another problem in this country. Guns, the far right, and, and being goddamn Puritans for some fucking reason. It's 2022. People are afraid to talk about their sex having to a shitty podcast. Even if the hosts of said shitty podcast has agreed to air all dirty laundry anonymously. And I had initially wrote out an entire bit here, but then I realized that uh, my wife would probably not like it. So I refrained. So I guess I'm a tad hypocritical there. Not really, because look, if it's me, I don't give a shit. But, you know, involving other people apparently is the problem. So I'm not opposed to talking about sex having. Maybe because I'm using the term <laughs> sex having. That could be a, uh, that's a, that, that's like a, a junior high punk band name, sex having. <laughs> Bunch of like 13 year old kids who are just, just learning about, I don't know, anything. They have a band. They just make noise. The name of the band is Sex Having. <laughs> I'm the only one that finds that shit funny. So basically, um, here's some advice, okay? And this, I, I need, I need to preface this advice by making it abundantly clear that I was not the person. Uh, involved in the sexident. I had nothing to do with it. It came from uh, outside of my two-person circle, okay? When you know there's going to be some finger banging on the horizon, be sure your nails are clipped and trimmed, you filthy fucking buggers. And I said, yeah, filed, because there's a file on that nail clipper you're using, and it's there for a reason. So use it. Moving on. <laughs> we go we go from we go from finger banging to Boris Johnson. That was not intended. I didn't do that purposely. Although it fits. Because Boris is a dirty, dirty boy. He's also a dummy. But he's out. O U T. He's Prime Minister of the UK. It's weird because he resigns, right? And he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna leave at the end of I think, he, I think it's October. Like, what? How the fuck do you resign and then still work for three months? That's not how it works. You don't need to give your fucking two weeks notice as the leader of a, uh, you know, a first world nation. It's not like you're quitting um, your job at fucking Subway. You don't need to give them two weeks notice. You should just quit. But... Man, politics in the UK is fucking wild. And admittedly, I know very little about the the intricacies and the and the, the dirty details of it. But it, he was basically forced to resign because his party lost faith in his ability to lead. Like, that's typically how it should go. But I think the big part of it is that he's a doofus. And, you know, the other people in, in his party conservatives or the Tories or whatever you want to call them. Tories, I think, might be derogatory, but I don't know. It's a good word. Uh, we're basically like, okay, we can't have this guy representing us because he's a fucking idiot. So a ton of them 
resigned their positions within the government as as, as protest. And today, there was a gathering of the House of, of Commons. It, it's not a joint session of Parliament, just the House of Commons. If you've ever spent any time watching the activities in the House of Commons, uh, you know that it's hilarious to watch. And if you haven't, I strongly suggest that you do, just because it's so fucking funny. It really is funny. The way that they act, um, there's a lot of yelling going on. Uh, it, it's almost like a sunken, like a 1970s fucking living room. It's a sunken room in the middle of people stand. And one of those people is typically the prime minister. But, you know, there's all kinds of fucking silly names and silly traditions and silly people. Sure, it's a, it's very similar here because the politics over here is entirely silly. Uh, but it's a very, very power-hungry dynamic. Over there, it seems to be a little tad less. And I'm probably wrong. But it just seems like as if there's a tad more representation involved. And I think part of it is because it's not an entirely two-party system. So it sort of adds to the to the silliness that is always lurking on the outside of the, the Tories versus the Libs, if you will, because there's various subsections of each party. So, you know, Lib Democrats, Liberals, Tories, the Conservative, the, there's the Conservative, the something Conservative, I can't. Then there's UKIP, which is another one, which is like a subsection of the Tories and the right. So it's it's very odd. Boris is an odd person. He's a member of the House of Commons via his elected seat out of the constituency of Uxbridge and South Ruslip. Sure. Yep. I did not know that he was born in New York City. He was born on the Upper East Side. Did you know that? Because I sure as fuck didn't. I mean, his parents were English, so my guess, I don't know if he holds dual citizenship. I don't know if he can. I think he can. I think that's... British and English, or if, or if you can't, I don't know, maybe you can, who knows, not sure, but it's, I think it says a lot about him, even though if he only lived there for a few months, his entire upbringing, and this was funny to me, is it is very posh, posh I'm going to use because it's an English term, stately country farm upbringing in the southwest of, of England, various au pairs to raise him because his father was off doing God knows what. His mother eventually had a nervous breakdown, needed to be committed for a time, and then his parents divorced. Kind of sad. Uh, fox hunting, he attended the European school in Brussels, learned French, which I don't think that's the same school that front of the show Evan went to, but Evan did go to school in, uh, no, was it Brussels? I don't know. Might have been Brussels. And he did learn French when he was in school. Uh, and then uh, Boris went on to Eton and Oxford, so he's not a stupid person. Just a bit of a dolt. And I really have no idea why I'm talking about him other than I, I just find it interesting. So that was a bit of a, you know, uh, yeah, sojourn from the usual nonsense. I guess. I don't know where I'm going with this. No clue. All right, so... <clears throat> Let's 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 touch briefly into into sports because again, uh, I am not able to have any conversations about actual things, and not sound like a complete fucking idiot. So first and foremost, I want to touch on the Red Sox, who are the most batshit crazy 
team that I can remember in quite some time. This is what they're doing right now as of Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, the 13th of July, as I'm recording this right now. They are so fucking out of whack, it's ridiculous. They can mash with the best of them. They can hit from, you know, the only guy who can't hit is the guy who's, you know, more or less the starting first baseman, Bobby Dahlbeck, or the occasional third baseman. Kid can't hit. He's in his own head. He's done. But they are so, that pitching staff is exactly what I thought it was going to be from the jump, held together with duct tape and spit, and it, it's it's come to pass because the bullpen is hot garbage. The starting pitching has been bad only because of injury. So there's an excuse. But there's no depth, and that's the problem. So last night, last night you had Chris Sale come back, and he pitched great, which honestly I was surprised at. But I'm glad that he did. Uh, maybe he'll use this half season to actually earn a shred of that fucking gigantic contract he has. And he's so needed because all of these stiffs that they've managed to... Like this poor kid, Brian Bayo, I feel bad for him because before he was called up, it was he, he was the fucking second coming of Pedro Martinez amongst the... Uh, we need a name for like the... Like the, the nerds that, that I don't like just calling them nerds because it, it, it's more than that. They're sycophants and they're nerds. So you need a, a combo there. But, you know, praising him because his because he learned a little bit from Pedro and he basically copied his his delivery. Um, but but he has zero command, zero good stuff. He just can't fucking throw strikes. So, I mean, he's going to be the kind of guy that that winds up in the bullpen uh, which is fine. <laughs> Honestly, I'm fine with it. Uh, I'd rather have him than Deekman right now. Just let this kid go out and throw an inning, throw gas and throw change-ups. That should be all he does. Uh, he has a slider, but apparently he didn't use it. He's a two-pitch pitcher. He's a one-inning guy. He's not a starting pitcher in this league. He's not. I'm sorry, he's not. So you're going to have... Um, Ivaldi come back, whose elbow is held together with duct tape. Uh, James Paxton, whose elbow is held together with scotch tape. Uh, who else? That's it for starters. I mean, Paxton, if he comes back and he's healthy, that's a great addition. But the problem is, and this is, you can see this coming a mile away. They'll make a small move at the deadline and bring in something similar to what they brought in last year, which was Robles, who they've already cut, and Austin Davis, who's not terrible. They'll make a similar move. They'll move a bunch of guys around and so that you have uh, a bullpen that's cobbled together. They'll make the playoffs as a second wild card, first wild card, and then lose in, in the first or second round. Which is not what we should be like. The Boston Red Sox should not. That should not be the goal. It should be world championship or bust every single fucking year. But it's not going to happen with this ownership. You want to know why? Because they don't give a fuck anymore. They don't care. They've diversified the portfolio so much that they all they care about is the bottom line. And look, that's fine. You can do that. But but please do not have your minions. Like Heim Bloom 
come out and, and spin this bullshit about how you, you're going to compete and you're going to do this and you're going to do that because that's not the goal. The World Series is not the goal for the Boston Red Sox anymore. It's not. They did what they said they were going to do when they bought the team 20 years ago. They 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 did that, and, and, and thank you. Because, honestly, for 20 years, it was fucking phenomenal. With a couple of hiccups here and there, but even the hiccups were funny, so whatever, it was fine. But now, we should not be in this point anymore. We shouldn't, like, you've used up your goodwill. I mean, honestly, you used up your goodwill when you fucking bought Liverpool, but that's neither here nor there. And because in and, and Liverpool fans are going to see it now, they're going to get they're going to start to get pissed. They've only made one move. Granted, it was a great move, but still, like, are they going to sign Mo Salah? Probably not. They'll offer him nothing. Like, look what they just did in Pittsburgh with the Penguins. They offered uh, Malkin three years. He wanted four, and they said, "Now, nah, all right, see you later." So they don't care. It's it's it, and that's the problem with sports as a whole now. Is that owners don't care. They're, they're very, you know who really cares is Jerry Jones. He's just a fucking idiot. Jerry Jones owns one thing, the Dallas Cowboys, and that's it. And he loves the Dallas Cowboys, but he just has no fucking clue how to run them. Like, if we had every single owner in sports to be Jerry Jones, it, sports would be 10,000 times better. Like, look at the fucking Rams, Stan Kroenke. Look what he just, he owns four fucking teams. Four. There are no fucking Rams fans in Los Angeles. Get out of town with that crap. They had a, they had a, like a send-off for the Super Bowl, and they basically filled like a gymnasium at a high school. Cut the crap. Nobody cares. Even less so with the Chargers, the poor people in San Diego. So somehow this went from the Red Sox to all of sports. But the best thing that's happened in sports in the last week was Zach Wilson. And if you're not familiar with Zach Wilson, you should be. Because one, he plays for the Jets. Two, he stinks. Three, he loves fucking older women. <laughs> uh, the kid's handsome as hell. But he looks like he's still 14. And he has perfect teeth. Is that like a Mormon thing? Where the like teeth is perfect? It must be. It's gotta be. But anyways, it came out uh, the other day that his ex-girlfriend, Abby, has since moved on from the relationship, is now banging Zach Wilson's best buddy, Dax Milne, which that does not sound like a real name. Dax, M-I-L-N-E, Dax Milne. Like, the last name sounds fake. The first name definitely sounds fake. There's only one Dax. You can't have multiple Daxes. So Dax Milne sounds like the name of a, like a character in, in Yellowstone, even though I've never seen the fucking show. Anyways, uh, so Zach's ex, Abby, is banging Dax. And sometimes... <laughs> oh, my God. It's just so stupid. So Dax posts something on his Instagram... Is a picture of him and Abby. And then somebody chimes in and says, Homie Hopper. So that was a quote, Homie Hopper. I'd never heard the term before. This is what happens when you're old. Homie Hopper. 
someone accused her of being the homie hopper. Well, then she replied, quote, he was sleeping with his mom's best friend, dot, dot, dot. That's the real homie hopper, end quote. Two laughing emojis. How, how jets is this whole situation? Honestly. It's just fucking unbelievable. And then the poor girl goes and deletes her Instagram account. Uh, Dax responds by blocking comments to his post. But it's still uh, left to be seen as to who uh, the mom's best friend is that apparently Zach went out and was railing. Like, I, because I got to see it. If you've seen Zach's mom, right? Quite frankly, she's a tad scary looking. Yet she looks like the type of broad that would run with, uh, you know, attractive MILFs, if you will. She's a scary looking broad. Like, this, like I'm looking at a picture right now and it's, it's like, oof, okay. And she's plenty of makeup, so I'm, I'm very curious to see what she looks like without it. Probably the Crypt Keeper. Um... But apparently she is an influencer of, of some regard, Lisa Neilman Wilson. And, uh, you know, it's like she posts a bunch of crap about, uh, you know, the, the same nonsense that you always see with these influencers that have no fucking clue about, you know, pretty much anything outside of being an influencer so you know like fitness mindfulness uh healthy eating blah, 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 blah. okay well whatever nobody cares people only care because you're zach's zach, blah, 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 blah. zach wilson's mom and uh dudes might find you somewhat attractive you and your turkey neck she posted like a 30 minute video over the weekend <laughs> Decrying the evils of social media and online predators. Ooh. <laughs> the predator is your best friend. It's going to be funny to see the Jets stink again this year. And, and even though they did improve, like they had a very good draft, you know, theoretically. You don't really know until these guys actually play. But theoretically, uh, excellent draft. So you get, it'll be curious to see how they improve, but I'm standing by my my initial uh, gut feeling that this kid is going to stink. <laughs> but I hope he stays in the league because apparently it's pretty funny. Homie Hopper, I like, and apparently it's from a song that uh, I was reading the lyrics to the song. Well, at least that's, you know, when you type in homie hopper, that's what comes up. By an artist, PP Cocaine. <laughs> PP Cocaine. Oh, God. It's like, all aboard, all aboard, the homie hopper express. Where for everybody, everybody, every single last fucking one of them, stretch this pussy out, period. That's a lyric. <laughs> oh man all the youth 
God, why are kids like? And I say kids because I'm an old man. But why are kids so fucking stupid? <laughs> I still hate all these musical transitions. They're, the nukes, they're terrible. Give me the old ones. I sent them an email like, what'd you do with the old ones? No response. Thank you. That's why I don't put your fucking commercials in my stupid fucking podcast, because fuck you. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, you know what else? Like, I, I was talking about homie hopper. Great term. There's a new hot term out there that's got that dog in him. Love that one. He's got that dog in him. Have you heard that? You should. You go find it. It's a. It's a. You know, a term to. It's a term in, of a uh, endearment, and it's you know it's supposed to mean like, you know, he's he's tough. He's got that thing in him. I don't know. Whatever. They refer to. It's mostly a you know an athlete thing, and it was an X-ray. Picture of an x-ray with a dog in the middle of it. Very funny. Uh, Ooh, pardon me. Got that dog in him. Use that in your everyday vernacular to be cool with the kids. See what happens. Maybe your kids are too old for that now. Or maybe, maybe your kids don't give a fuck. Or maybe your kids don't like you. And that would probably be a good way to get, get back into their good side if you said that, hey, you get a little bit of that dog in you. D-A-W-G. Can't say, you got a little bit of that dog in you. Doesn't flow. Uh, I also wanted to mention um, something that I've talked about numerous times on the program. The Counting Crows and how they are the reigning kings of retail rock. I think they are uh, slowly coming up uh, against a challenger that I should have seen coming. I should have seen coming. Matchbox 20. I had to go to Lowe's the other day. Not once, but twice. And I'll tell you why. Um, My wife wanted me to put these... She has these uh, faucet knobs that she bought. uh, And they've just been gathering rust for a while. And she came up with a really nice idea of, of screwing them into a piece of wood, hanging them on the fence as sort of like towel hangers by the pool you know what i mean real sort of she must have seen that somewhere oh, look or i'm gonna go with this one she came up with it all on her own because she's brilliant uh but you know i needed decent sized uh wood screws and so i i drove to lowe's so i i get to lowe's no it's not too far away but i get to lowe's get out of the car go into lowe's and I'm standing in the screw section. I reach in my pocket thinking one of these uh, faucet knobs is going to be in my pocket. It was not. So I, you know, instantly cursed myself out, laughed about it, and, and left. As I'm leaving, what's playing over the loudspeaker but Matchbox 20? I think nothing of it other than, you know, humming along and, um, you know, whatever. So I come home. Uh, go out back, get one of these uh, faucet knobs, get back in the car, drive to Lowe's. Now, we're talking probably about a good 15, 20-minute gap. I get back in the Lowe's. What's the first thing I hear? Matchbox 20. I could not fucking believe it. Now, different song. Oh, maybe it was Rob Thomas solo. So maybe it's all Rob Thomas. 
maybe it's just a straight up Rob Thomas v Adam Duritz battle steel cage matchup. Maybe that's what it is. We should make that happen. Because, you know, Rob is coming for, for Adam when it comes to retail rock. It's coming, slowly but surely. You know what else is coming soon? Another, now this could be a whole, this is a double main event, right? First match, Rob Thomas versus Adam Duritz in a loser leaves town match. <laughs> The loser has to take all of their music off of retail radio moving forward. I mean, that's fucking high stakes, right? But we would need a, you know, so it's, you know, uh, no holds barred, 60 minute time limit, uh, Iron Man. No, no, you can't have the Iron Man because that's not. So no holds barred, 60 minutes, loser leaves town match. Boom. That is match number one. But the headliner, Donald J. Trump, Elon, whatever your middle name is, Musk. One-on-one -on -one in an old-school WWF steel cage match. You know, the the big blue ones that, that were on, like, Saturday night's main event. Like in, uh, I think it was WrestleMania three, Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy in the steel cage. And it was big blue fucking, basically rebar, <laughs> blue painted rebar. That's fucking dangerous. Anyways, like Vince, uh, you know your 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 Q rating is very low right now. So I think getting both of these bouts sanctioned, like team up with Dana White, like let him fucking handle the logistics. You be the mouthpiece, even though you know you're going to be sued and it's going to be pretty ugly here soon. But whatever. Donald Trump, Elon Musk. Like, how the fuck did this happen? Holy cripe. Two fucking incredibly annoying people now don't like each other. This is amazing. I mean, Donald went on to his, uh, you know, his social media page that is, you know, basically inhabited by the, the lowest uh, common denominator. Literally. And he posted something, a picture of him and Elon. It was the most awkward fucking picture ever from the Oval Office. And he's essentially saying, you'd be nothing without, you know, various government subsidies that I that I greenlit. And meanwhile, like Elon is just like, he says, I, I don't hate the man, but it's time for Trump to hang up his hat, sail into the sunset. <laughs> What kind of cheesy-ass line is that? What does taking off your hat and sailing into the sunset have to do with one another? I don't think it works. I don't think he understands the, the slang he was trying to use. Then he said, quote, Dems should call off the attack. Don't make it so that Trump's only way to survive is to regain the presidency, end quote. He's sort of right there, but not really that right. Then he mentions that uh, if DeSantis runs against Biden, then DeSantis will win. He doesn't even need to campaign, well, which, you know, I don't think that's entirely accurate. But again, neither here nor there. The point I'm trying to make is it, it's funny when two people that you don't care for are fighting each other. It's always funny to see, you know, how it's going to play out. 
And I mentioned this, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, that I really do think that the right is going to end up eating themselves and fucking this whole thing up, even though they, they have the, I don't want to say clear advantage, but they have an advantage, at least currently. You know, you're going to have a lot of people barking about inflation, which is entirely true, but, you know, no one's no one's really pointing fingers where it should be pointed, which one is, obviously, you want to, you point to the guy in charge. That's how things work, right? But, I mean, for fuck's sake, how is nobody saying anything about about the, the gas companies, like artificially inflating the price of gasoline. It's gross. It's gross. Yet no one is fucking meant. No one's saying it. Doesn't make any sense. Anyways, that's a that's another that's a whole other topic. But yeah, so Rob Thomas, Adam Adam Duritz, in a sixty minute no holds barred loser leaves town match, followed by. Donald Trump versus Elon Musk in an old school WWF steel cage match. There needs to be another stipulation. Well, no, because it's, you know, you beat the piss out of each other and then the first one to escape the cage wins. That's how it goes. Fucking. <laughs> I'd love to see Donald Trump in like an old school Andre the Giant singlet. <laughs> That fucking fat pig. That old fat pig. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, the dude's like 6'2", 6'3". He has the worst. You ever see, like, his posture is ghastly. Like, somehow he, I don't know how he, I can't even describe what he's shaped like, but it's weird. His, his knees are always perfectly locked straight. His ass is sticking out. His, his gut is sticking out. He's gross. <laughs> So that'd be funny. I need to, you know, if you have any sort of talent with, um, <laughs> with like Photoshop or anything like that, you know, let, let's get a picture of Donald Trump in a singlet. But then what would Elon Musk wear to the ring? What would his ring attire be? Hmm. I don't know. I could see him rocking like the long pants, the long tights. But I mean, he's a fucking nerd. So I mean, he's, you know, he—I've never seen the man. Um, you know, in fact, there's very you know few full body you know photos of the guy where he's not in like a tuxedo or something, holding hands with uh, Gislaine. Is that how you say it, Gislaine or Gislaine? I can't—I never—I can't, can't pronounce that woman's first name. But that piece of shit, uh, Epstein's lady there. Just fucking release the black book, you cunt! What the fuck are you doing? God, like, what do you? Who, why are you trying to protect these people? You're going to jail, and once you go to jail, you're gonna die. So just fucking release this thing, so everybody knows who's diddling who. I keep getting off topic here. This is <laughs> a very serious conversation. Donald Trump versus Elon Musk in a steel cage match. I could see Elon coming out in a very macho man esque getup, thinking that he looked cool when he really doesn't. I don't know, but I can see him in like the long tights, you know, his wrists taped. <laughs> Way too much detail here. <laughs> and then it's just a sloppy match where, where by the end of it, everyone's booing because it's boring. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, <laughs> Trump's kids, they're all like the fucking mean street posse. They all come out in their matching getups. 
<laughs> circling the ring, trying to trying to open the door for him. Oh, but who could who could be in Musk's corner? Like who could come out and, and try to save Musk? <laughs> <laughs> like Jeff Bezos comes running down to the ring, five foot two Jeff Bezos. <laughs> He goes after the Mean Street Posse. How fucking funny. Oh, my God. If they if the fucking Trump kids had any goddamn sense of humor, they would dress up as the Mean Street Posse for Halloween because that is so perfect. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, I only have four people that listen to this show, but my guess is that I've lost three of them with, with all of this dumb garbage. Oh, that's fucking... Now, see, this is why you need a co-host. Like, this would be a great bit to fucking bounce off of somebody else and go back and forth with. Oh, boy, that would be so much fun. That would be so much fun. And the show wouldn't suck as bad. Oh, that is the best. I don't know who would win either bout. I'd probably side with Rob Thomas in the first match. And then eventually I would guess that, that, you know, Trump wins the main event because he cheats. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I just, I, sometimes I have no fucking clue what is going on between my ears. So there's a couple other things that I had um, on my list. One of them I'll get to um, during three gripes. The other was fake drugs, but I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna couch that one. I think I'm gonna hold on to that um, because it's a good story, and I want to, I really want to dive deep into that. And I say that completely in jest, but um, I'm very curious about fake drugs, and and if anybody that listens to the or that it decides to stumble upon this stupid fucking show um, would have any experience with fake drugs. But another thing that I wanted to to get two other things. No. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I've applied to uh, a number of, of companies over the course of the last, I don't know, however, however many months I've been unemployed now. Three, two and a half, whatever. Too many. And I find the whole process to be far more uh, annoying this time around than the last time I was unemployed because, for one, there's a fucking shit ton of jobs. I mean, there's a ton of jobs. But companies are being far more picky now. I mean, asking for uh, absurd levels of experience for what they term to be entry-level positions, which is sort of a slap in the face, if you ask me. Um, the thing that kills me is, like, cannabis companies, when they ask for, like, five to seven years of experience, like, buddy, cannabis has been legal here for, like, two weeks. What the fuck? But whatever, that's neither here nor there. So I'm going to call this company out because I've applied to them a thousand times for jobs that I am wholly qualified for. I've applied to DraftKings at least a dozen times. Um, like I know a handful of people that work uh, for DraftKings. I used to work with DraftKings briefly during my time at Wayfair. Um, and so like I'm applying for a very small uh you know, low-level positions because it's you know it's a growing company, 
And it'd be nice to get in with a growing company that I think has legs in the future. So, you know, blind for like customer success uh, fucking roles, customer service positions that with weird fucking hours. And I'm getting rejected constantly. So obviously there's a, there's something in my resume that they don't particularly care for. Uh, quite frankly, I don't know what it is. And, and at this point, I don't really care anymore because I, I'm done with them. <laughs> I will continue to use their service because I like their service. But I, I'm done with, with the with the uh, the fallacy of, of applying for a job there or working for them because apparently they don't want me. And that's their loss, if you ask me. But that's neither here nor there. The point is, this last time, I got a rejection email from them, right? Uh, on Friday, last Friday. And it came in, actually, it was technically last Saturday because it was 12.33 a.m. Now, look, I understand that you probably get a ton of resumes. I understand that um, it's probably all automated. I get that. But change the fucking algorithm so you're sending out emails during business hours, okay? And I say business hours, not in DraftKings business hours, which is 24-7, but in, you know, Real U.S.-based working hours, like eight to six. Send it out then. At, at least, at least give me the impression uh, that it's not just being filtered through your bullshit algorithm that that filters out words and and where, where you're just hiring a bunch of people based on on whatever this system spits out which is probably why you're constantly looking for people. It's not because you're growing like crazy. I mean, you are growing, but still, from what I've read, the turnover isn't exactly low. And that you're churning through people who are using you as a stepping stone more than anything else. And, um, you know, there's no human element there, which, I don't know, I guess that's like, that's a thing now where the number of people that actually look at your resume when you send it over is minimal. So you try to, I mean, and believe me, I've, I've done it. I've, I've gotten interviews in the past, not this, I haven't done it this time around because I, I find it to be entirely disingenuous, but still where you basically like copy and paste certain words from the posting, add it to your resume, either, you know, within the body of your resume or essentially where you like, you put it in, in, the smallest font size, uh, white coloring, so that the only way you actually see the word is if you, um, you know, highlight it. It's fucking shady, and I guess at this point I should probably start doing that just to try to get jobs that I think I one am qualified for and two I would want. But I don't know. I just, I just found, I just find the whole process to be uh, so. It's, it's frustrating because, look, a lot of times when you're applying for jobs, not all the time, but a lot of, there's a lot of people that are applying for jobs that are literally just fucking, like blanketing everybody and everything in a, in a specific industry or role, because they need a job, and I need a job. But because I have a, a sugar mama for a wife, like at the moment, I'm okay, like kind of okay. Not, not, you know, I think more than anything else, I need it for my own mental health and my own mental well-being, you know, aside from paying a handful of bills. 
but for fuck's sake, it's just, it's, it's so depressing, not depressing. It's not, it hasn't gotten to that level yet. It's getting close, but it is, it's, it's not, um, it's not a good feeling when you know full well that no one is looking at your resume. And even if they are looking at your resume, you're, you're immediately being dismissed for, for stupid reasons. Okay. And look, I've already had a handful of folks that I know that have said, well, you never should have quit your job. Well, thanks a lot, uh, smart guy. I, I probably shouldn't have, but I did. And there was a, a multitude of reasons why I, I left both positions that I've, the last two jobs I've had, a multitude. And, and a lot of it has to do with, look, I just didn't, it, it just didn't work for me. That That is the politically correct way to put it. It just didn't work for me. I don't want to get into the sort of details of it because it's not worth it. You know, I, and I don't get into it um, when I'm talking uh, to recruiters. It's just, it doesn't, I just say it didn't work out. Or I left, you know, because I needed something different, which is entirely accurate. So to DraftKings, please look at, look at resumes, like try to keep a fucking, uh, a facade that there's an actual person looking at your shit. And that's not just the DraftKings. That's a literally any company looking to hire anybody. Like it's a depressed workforce as it is, even though unemployment is terribly low. Jesus Christ, huh? Fuck off. All right. That was, that was a rant and I'm terribly sorry. That was, that was not needed. Um, I posted something on Twitter the other day at complaints pod. It was about Mr. Rogers. There was another tweet about Fred Rogers and how Fred Rogers is literally one of like, I just, I think he's a top 10 human Fred Rogers. So I'm like, all right, well I need to know who else could be in the top 10 of humans. Right. And so I put it out onto uh, Twitter, not Twitter, Instagram, because look, I, I know that, you know, at least 20 or so people are going to look at it, but you know, the number of people that are going to respond are minimal at best, but I did get a handful of responses. I don't know how accurate they are. And I don't entirely disagree with some of them, even though I think some of them are tongue in cheek, uh, Bob Ross. He's probably a fucking top 10 human. Weird Al, probably a top 10 human. Norm MacDonald, probably a top 10 human. Tom Hanks, Martin Short. <laughs> That's so good. From my old pal Will, he included James Ward-Prowse. James Ward-Prowse, uh, midfielder, Southampton Football Club. Uh, the best free kick taker in the Premier League. The kid is fucking lightning on free kicks so i guess in will's mind he's a top 10 human <laughs> will being the only southampton fan that i know so now i'm curious okay and, and i was trying to think of you know all time top 10 humans now look if you want to include say jesus christ in your top 10 humans fine that's you you can do that the other problem, too, is, like, how many people were actually, like, good people pre, I don't know, 1850? <laughs> Probably not many. It was all about survival. It was all about living. You had, you know, you didn't have time to be good 
You only had time to survive. So I don't know. I, I, you know, it's probably not accurate, but still. So if you're listening and you didn't see the Instagram post, I'm very, very curious. Who would be in your top 10 humans? And it's, it's not like you're not ranking them one to 10. They're just 10 people that you think, you don't have to give me 10. I'm just kind of looking for one. Because I want to come up with a with a definitive list of top 10 humans based on uh, the handful of people that listen to this program. Now, here's the trouble point, right? Am I going to get nine more humans? I mean, at this point, I'm not at nine. Just kind of shows you, one, how many people care, two, how many people listen, and three, how many people are real friends of mine. Not many. So I'm going to continuously put this out. I'm going to repeat myself ad nauseum from uh, tomorrow through next Wednesday, every day. I'm going to put that out on, on all of my social media channels. Well, not all because, you know, I'm stupid. So it'll be on Facebook, ugh, uh, Instagram, and, uh, and Twitter. Maybe I'll even make a, a TikTok. <laughs> At Complaints Talk, T-O-K. Check it out. I'll make a TikTok. I still have a great idea for a fucking TikTok video, but I don't know how to make it. I mean, I have nothing but time. I should probably actually look into that, huh? Probably should. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, who could, who could deny Fred Rogers' spot on the top 10 humans list? I have a handful of guys and gals that I want to add. Um, but we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I'm very curious to see, you know, if anybody gives a shit, number one. And number two, if I, if I get a, a, a decent list compiled. So, uh, get ready to be annoyed if you follow me on any social media portal. If you don't, uh, of course I, I rattle them off at the end of every episode. So stick around. Small market tease. <laughs> All right, it is time for everyone's favorite part of the show. And as it is uh, Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, whenever this is, it is time for three gripes. Gripe number one, sharks. Ooh, sharks. But more specifically, Shark Week, Shark Fest, Sharkapalooza, Sharkapalenti. All of it is dumb, overdone, and needs to stop. Uh, National Geographic uh, now has what they term Shark Fest. And uh, the other night, just sort of flipping around the television channels as I want to do, and it's usually the same six channels all the time, uh, I get to ESPN2, and what are they showing? Uh, sharks. ESPN2 is showing sharks. What? Like, there's literally nothing else that you can show besides, you know, being an, uh, a Disney affiliate, which is essentially what it is. Talking about sharks and shark fest. Like, what the fuck is going on? Do I really need to see people flirting with death by annoying these literal dinosaurs? There was a video that, that uh, was circulating around Twitter the other day that someone had taken from a boat. And you can fucking see the shark coming uh, in the water 
like the wake of the shark is fucking massive. This thing looks huge. Looks like a goddamn, what's the name of that, uh, this fucking stealth fighter there. The, You know what I'm talking about, the big black fucking <laughs> jet that is invisible to radar. That one, that's what it looked like, in the water. And then the goddamn thing goes by the boat, and this fucking great white shark is immense. It's immense. Like, honestly, if they just showed that on repeat, that's your entire Shark Week right there. Done. Programming over. Just tell me where not to go and what not to do. And then just show them swimming around, looking fucking massive. That's all I need to see. I don't need to see people, like, like fucking killing them or, or swimming around uh, in cages to see them, which, honestly, I don't understand that. You're going to lock me in a cage and then drop me in the water and then have sharks swim around me? Like, what? who the fuck does that? What, what sort of death wish do you have that you would do that? Do you need adrenaline that bad? Like, are, are you a recovering addict of some kind that you need that sort of fix? Good grief. And you know what else? No need to see... Uh, I, I don't want to see seals get mauled or anything of the sort. Just, just leave these fuckers alone and give it like an hour of your time. You don't need to spend a whole week showing the same thing over and over and over again. Feel bad for the seals. Like, no one needs to see that. There was one the other day uh, on, on the Twitter machine of, of a seal like, getting eaten. I think it was somewhere on the Cape. Gripe number two. Prime day. Look, I know a lot of people um, who've made the what I consider the odd choice to work for Amazon, which is uh, they basically amount to like omni consumer products or cyberdyne technologies at this point. But for two days a year, you're able to buy a shit ton of cheap, mostly foreign goods by brands you're purposely not supposed to have heard of. There's so much useless shit for sale right now. And far too many people scooping it up, thinking that a $39 pizza oven or a $150 treadmill is going to change their life in some way, that they need to buy it because it's on these two particular days. Part of my problem is that the advertising has been both horrifically annoying and borderline genius. I have seen the same fucking commercial featuring a singer who slightly resembles Bruno Mars singing about cocoa butter and camping supplies at least a thousand times in the last week, mainly by watching the fucking Red Sox. It is brutal. Nesson takes literally any sort of advertising money they can get, so my guess is that they lapped up this bullshit. And look, I use Amazon. I use Amazon, all, not all the time. I don't want to say all the time, but often. Although recently, not so much because, you know, I'm broke, but still. It's hard not to these days because they literally have anything you could possibly ask for. But I can't say that I'm entirely fond of them based on the, you know, omni-consumer products and Cyberdyne technologies that I used earlier. If you're not familiar with either of those, you are clearly not in my age bracket. But one of the things that I... Now, having worked on the periphery of the types of companies that, that sell on Amazon, it's... I come to realize just how uh, sort of fucked up it is and then how easy it is to, to kind of, I guess, manipulate them in some way. I don't know. 
but um, it, it's unbelievable. You see something with a price that you can't believe, and you look at it, and it's you know, uh, it's it's got a company name on it. It's like go 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 or some shit. So you look at the company, and it's got fourteen reviews, lifetime. I mean, the whole thing is a scam. And and honestly, I don't even give a shit where these things are made, really. But but a company will fuck up on Amazon. Amazon will boot them off the platform, and then suddenly they come back with the same shit, but it's a different billing address and a new company name. It's a never-ending cycle. We devour this cheap crap. Bezos knows it. And before you know it, dollar store Bruno Mars is telling us to buy camping supplies from one of these outfits. Like, good fucking luck, pal. And that's, and that's the part that gets me, is I know good people that work for this company, but my feelings towards them... It just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm just not like the biggest fan, I guess. And I'm not alone in, in that feeling. I mean, fuck, for all I know, some of the people that work for them may not like them either. Who, you know, I couldn't be entirely accurate. So I don't know. I just, I don't know. I find the, I find Prime Day in and of itself to be kind of stupid. And then all the copycat things like Wayfair had to fucking copy them like target did it one year walmart did it one year this year apparently walmart's like nah fuck you amazon we're already lowering lowering our prices all the time so we don't need to fuck with uh you know competing with you which is weird so one is definitely omni consumer products the other one is uh cyberdyne technologies which is which huh i don't know anyways Gripe number three, Frito-Lay. Fuck you, Frito-Lay. Less chips, more air, and more money. Fuck you. $5.59 sticker price for a less than 10-ounce bag of Doritos. This has gone on long enough. You cannot tell me that fucking Vladimir Putin and gas prices have caused that fucking increase. No fucking way. That's entirely on Frito-Lay, or really, it's Pepsi. Jacking up the price, fucking consumers to the point that far too many of them blame everyone other than fucking Pepsi. How is it that a fucking soda company... Soda? Soda, you dumb motherfucker. How is it that a soda company can somehow... uh, fucking pull the wool over the eyes of the general populace. It makes no goddamn sense to me. They must have trolls all over the place getting dumb people to say dumb shit and then blame Joe Biden for the price of fucking Doritos. Yes, because Joe Biden is sitting in the Oval Office saying, hmm, how can I fuck consumers by raising the price of Doritos a dollar fifty more than they probably should be? Hmm, yes, because I'm sure he wakes up every fucking day and is thinking of that. Stop it. If you don't like the guy, I get it. Like, fine. Like, that's okay. I, I, and honestly, really, it's okay if you don't like him. That's how this is supposed to work. This is how it's supposed to work. If you have a, a, a gripe with the president, it's cool. That's fine. And I'm not trying to absolve the president for any of this. But the majority, I would venture, I guess, the majority of the blame of this inflation has to fall at the feet of big business like Pepsi. 
But there's a vast majority of, of those in power that do not want you to believe that. Because the for, for whatever reason, like, that, that, all right, new rant, okay? How is it that suddenly government is a bigger enemy than big business? Like, are we not fucking smart enough as Americans to figure out who's playing who here and how this is working? Who works for who? Like, how are we that fucking stupid? Honestly, like, when did this, when did this happen? That we started, like, just sort of giving big business a pass. When the fuck did that happen? Mind-blowing shit to me. It, it really is. People believing that, like, government, ooh, is the problem. Or media, ooh, is the problem. Instead of where all the fucking money is coming from. And big business who has their hands in both the government and the media. Stop it. That's what they want you to fucking believe. That's what they want you to, to, to fucking... That's who they want you to blame. Like, this works out perfectly for them. The gas companies can manipulate the price of gas through the fucking nose. Uh, demand right now, it's, it's the busiest fucking time of year, middle of the summer. Everyone's driving all over the place, so demand is through the roof. And, you know, you have the gas prices trickling down, trickling down. Meanwhile, the gas of fucking crude oil, the price of crude oil is way down. It's way down. If you look at, if you compare the price of crude oil now to what the what the same price through the years, you'll see it doesn't add up, okay? So back when, uh, fuck, I'm trying to think of like when, when I saw, like what the date was, but Basically, we've had crude oil prices at the same price it is now, but the price of gas was like $1.30 less at that particular time than it is right now. So that should tell you enough. I mean, to me, that's common sense. It, it's not a, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me that we're, we're letting these companies get off scot-free. We're letting them build fucking cock rockets. What what do we what is going on? Let's get back to fucking Frito Lay. <laughs> Fuck you, Frito Lay. Less than ten ounces on that bag of Doritos. Five fifty nine. You cannot fucking convince me that gas prices have caused that. You just can't do it. And the cost of everything has gone up, sure. And inflation is probably way higher than what fucking CPI reported today, which was 9.1. It's probably closer to like 10 and a half. Like rent is through the fucking roof. Rent. Like how the fuck does, how do rents increase when a landlord's mortgage stays the same all the time? What's going on? Oh, I'll tell you. They're manipulating the market is what's going on. So they can raise the right, raise the price of rents through their fucking roof. So they're going to because they're fucking greedy pricks. And I'm a stupid person. Let me just, let me, let me preface all of that or close with that. I am a stupid person. And, and for me to sit there and, and, be able to, to, to figure out like what the actual issue is here. 
I should not be alone in this sentiment, and I highly doubt that I am. It's just that we're not as loud as some other people. So there you go. Fuck you, Frito-Lay. Fuck you, Pepsi. Fuck you, Exxon. Fuck you, Texaco. Fuck you, I don't know. Uh, the fucking Saudis and Live Golf. Fuck you, too. <laughs> Fuck. And then special gripe number four, Ohio. Fuck you, Ohio, okay? Just fuck everything about you. Fuck your stupid billboards. Fuck your goddamn bullshit medieval abortion laws. Fuck you. Just fuck you straight to goddamn hell. Uh, oh, fuck off. A fucking Ohio. Who the fuck would live in Ohio? Fucking Ohio. Fuck you. That's it for the show. Well, what a shitty way to fucking end this dumb show. Man, oh man. Just fucking brutal. Uh, yeah. Go on to the uh, the Instagram page, at ComplaintsPod. Go on to the uh, Twitter page, at ComplaintsPod. I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page. I don't know how to use it. Same with the Twitch page that I don't know how to use. Complaints Talk is uh, my TikTok page. I'm going to post something on, on TikTok like in the next two minutes. Why? Just because. Hold on. I'm going to do that literally right this minute. Oh, shut up. I don't want that. God damn. God, what the fuck? Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, ready? And go. This is a TikTok that I'm posting while I'm uh, recording my show. Uh, at complaints talk is where you need to go. Uh, t- take a look at these fucking red glasses, huh? They match my red T-shirt. I am a goddamn loser. This is a TikTok that I'm posting. See, I, this is it. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, what else? Um, I don't know what else. Uh, you can call the voicemail line. I ask for voicemails. It doesn't really matter. 617-657-4736. Um, hoping to have a guest here in the next couple of weeks. A guest that uh, I should have had months and months and months ago, but uh, I'm a moron. Hopefully that's rectified in some way. Uh, what else? No, I think that's it. This has been a long show. If you stuck around, thank you. Uh, if if you stuck around, um, you know, shoot me a message on any of my... Um, you know, various social platforms, and I will send you a free complaints and observations sticker. Maybe two. I don't think I have enough for two, but uh, reach out. I'll send you a sticker. What do you say, huh? That just tells me that you listen to the end of the show. But yeah, uh, please, if you are listening to the show, I beg you to tell your friends. Just, I mean, honestly. I'm begging you. Like, what else do I need to do? I'm groveling at your feet. That's a, that's as far as it's going to go, so get your head out of the gutter. Um, but, you know, tell your friends. And, if you know, if you, if you have a good relationship with your mom, you know, I keep saying, you know, you know, you know. That sounds stupid, doesn't it? Fuck, you're an idiot. Tell your mom. Have your mom listen to the show. She'll love it. It's not a guarantee. It's just an assumption. My assumption is that she'll love it. I think I'm two for two on the on the moms, right? I'll never tell my mother to, to listen to the show. She'd be appalled. Uh, but that's it. Just tell your friends. 
have them listen to the program. It's like this one wasn't terrible. I did rant and, and yell and scream. Um, but, you know, what can you do? Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.